0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me, Ellie Rosner, Chief Product and Technology Officer of Finastra. And we're talking about your state of the nation survey for global financial services for 2021. Key findings. What was there anything that surprised you? Anything that leapt out?
1: I, I wouldn't say that I was taken by surprise by any of the findings. I think that the fact that COVID-19 and uh, and an organizational purpose were two topics that came out pretty strong in the survey. And that's something that we're not used to seeing in the past, of course, for obvious reasons. COVID-19, of course, but organization purpose surfaced to uh, to one of the top topics that everybody was talking about.
0: Can we dive a little bit into that then? What do you mean when you say organization purpose? So, for example, many
1: of the organizations that we talked about They're increasingly looking how to increase or improve their organization purpose, all the the things around the ESG topic, for example. So close to 90% of the organizations we spoke to agree that banking is more than just about finance. And as a community that provides banking capabilities in the world, we, we have the duty to support the communities we serve. At Finastro, of course, we call it redefining finance for good. So that is an example of organization purpose of how can a bank take a more prominent role in their community for helping the unbanked, the underbanked, serving communities that don't have technology reach into uh, to be able to interact with the bank and so forth. Those are a couple of examples.
0: So what you're telling me is that bankers have discovered they have to have a social conscience. (laughs) You're making it sound
1: black and white, but it just surfaced, I think, more to the top And I think it happened beyond
0: just financial services, but as the research was focused on that, it definitely was obvious, yeah. Okay, let's move on then. What about open banking? What were you finding out there? With regards to open banking, we found that nine out of global financial institutions, they agreed that
1: open banking is really important to their organization. And most of them say that open banking is already bringing benefits to their business. Some examples that were cited were they're talking about improving customer experience, and that's by the way. If I go back to, to the your previous question, another key theme that came on uh, that came up in the in the survey was that customer experience has become, while it was always important for banks, of course, but now it it became one of the top criteria to make decisions. So, sixty three percent claim that open banking has enabled them to improve their customer experience. Close to 60% claimed that it helped them attract new types of customers. And when they were asking, when we were asking us, so what's the what's the future looking like with regards to open banking? 84% of them agreed that open finance is a natural evolution of open banking. And being asked about what open finance means, just to get the definition and to share the definition that we have, it's about moving beyond just open banking. It's towards financial transparency, inclusion. One example would be to just give the consumers the ability to share access to all their financial data online and then include not just the accounts, but mortgages, savings, a holistic view of a 360 view of the customer as part of open finance. Which, if you get that, you can offer a better quality of service. Exactly. Better quality of service, more personalized service, and help build solutions to those customers that cater to their needs better. So be able to provide
0: them with better recommendations as to what they can do to improve their financial health. Well, that leads us on to the next topic. You mentioned service. Banking as a service is going to become more important. So I think that we need to kind of look at it from a couple of different
1: perspectives. First of all, so let's talk about the data from the research and then I'll show with you briefly kind of how we see banking as a service and what we're doing about it, which aligns very well with what we found in the research. So, everybody says it's going to have a significant impact on the financial services industry, okay? There's a lot of hype about it now, I would say. 85% of the global institutions we spoke to, they agreed that the impact that banking and service will have is going to happen in the next 12 months. So it's happening now. It's not a horizon two or three, it's horizon one. 40% of them believe that the impact of banking and service will be significant. And by the way, when we looked at financial Financial benefits or the money or the the available market that's going to be created due to Banking as a Service, we're talking in hundreds of billions of dollars for those that will be involved in providing Banking as a Service. 81% of the respondents believe that Banking as a Service is a means to grow their business, to to go to market faster, and streamline operations. So it's internal benefits as well as external benefits as well. So when we talk about banking as a service, just to make sure we're all on the same page and the way that we define it, just like anything else as a service, it's the provision of a complete banking processes configured to be provided as a service. And there's always a layer. If you look at it, the market that we refer to for banking as a service always includes three layers. The bottom layer is a regulated entity, a bank. In the middle, there could be a marketplace or a platform that provides financial capabilities to the top layer who are the consumers of those services. And those can be other banks, could be co- consumers, it could be corporations. And this is where we go from talking about banking as a service to what it enables us to do, going back to the, consumer, to the customer engagement. Because banking as a service enables you to deliver embedded finance. Embedded finance is simply embedding financial capabilities in a customer journey. Example, simplest example would be you go to a travel site, you book a trip, you can't pay for the whole trip at once, an account is created for you automatically, you're in even a loan, you're breaking the payments into into pieces. So that's just one example of embedded finance. One last point. It shows that the market broadly anticipate banking as a service as a growth area, we found that Asia, in this case, is anticipating
0: a greater impact than their counterparts in U.S. and Europe. This obviously is a significant potential spend on behalf of financial institutions in the next couple of years, isn't it? Absolutely. They're, uh, they're go- as they go
1: through the budgeting cycle, they're absolutely putting money, allocating money aside from banking as a service. I mean, if you just take a step back, Robin, banking as a service is enabling banks to take cost centers and make them into profit centers. They're taking the same concept like Uber and Airbnb and other platform business models came about, is to optimize the usage of underutilized assets. They have invested billions in building infrastructure that much of the time is sitting idle or can be used, or the the, the growth that it needs, the investment it needs to be able to serve much more, many more customers of that service, is minimal. And hence, they say, we have to leverage
0: it better. So this is all about the allocation of resources by the bank to the most potentially profitable area. That's right. And, and and resources that
1: were used internally, financial capabilities that the bank was using internally, are now being looked as, hey, it's a product. I have internal users, but I can have external users as well. Of course, it requires a different frame of mind because now you're serving a different type of customers. It's no longer your employees. But still, the gap to get there is not that big. If the infrastructure and the capabilities that you've built as a bank are built in a way that the technology stack above it is exposed through a standard API, because those APIs is what enables others from the outside to consume your services.
0: So what else are they going to be spending on? What, what other areas of technology do you see, did your report find that banks are going to be investing in? So three areas came to to the top and got uh, roughly
1: close to a third of the votes, each one individually. It was mobile banking, banking as a service, which we just talked about, and artificial intelligence. They're all thinking about investing, some already are, to invest in those three areas in the next 12 months. When we looked more specifically at the Asian markets, and lately the Asian markets have become at the forefront of technological innovation, so for example... Just some numbers to throw at you, the the UAE at 44%, Hong Kong at 42%, they lead the way when when it comes to their interest in mobile banking. When you talk about banking as a service, Singapore is at 45% with Hong Kong at 40%. Those are the most likely to leverage banking as a service. And if you talk about artificial intelligence, the UAE is at 51% to improve their usage and deploy artificial intelligence capabilities. And if you think about it for a second, they're doing that. One of the key, the things that enable them in those geographies to, to deliver such solutions is because they have better control over the data. They have better access to data. It, the, the restrictions that upon them are less
0: than they are in other geographies. It's about the regulatory framework. What areas yes. specifically of artificial intelligence, That's that's a catch-all. Where is the investment going to be going? What are they employing AI to do? So they're doing it in, I would say, two major categories.
1: One is an outside in view where they do it to improve the customer engagement. So it could be anything from looking at the usage patterns of us as consumers with credit cards or payments, understanding that they might lose us, we might be churn for them and saying, look, customers in your with this profile similar to yours are using different types of financial products. So you have different credit cards, different debit cards, different interest rates and so forth. So the recommendations for the customers to be able to retain them and to attract new customers because they're gonna have a broader, a richer set of financial capabilities to offer is one area. And the second one, the second category is all about improving internal operations. So anything that has to do with digitizing processes, driving internal efficiencies, They're starting to use AI more and more to drive those improvements. Those are the two areas.
0: Okay. Is there anything holding banks back from innovation? There was a point, I guess, a few years ago where there was an awful lot of, if not resistance, a lack of urgency and a lack of speed. Is there anything still holding institutions back? Well, I would say there's always the table stakes of regulation and security
1: and technology. I think that, you know, the banks are going through a significant transformation and it's a frame of mind of understanding, of of accepting, so to speak, the fact that the data, that they were probably the only entity that had had access to some of our financial data is no longer the case. So they don't hold the keys to the kingdom anymore. And they have to be able to operate in an environment that is much more open and much more collaborative. So even though fintechs and big techs in many cases are perceived to be competitors to banks, there's a lot of co-opetition happening with fintechs as well as big techs. So I would say that the collaboration between and the, the, the acceptance that, that that is the new norm and the fact that they have to collaborate is something that was cited. I mean, 94% of them said that this is the DNA change, the frame of mind change that they're going through in addition to, of course, those regulatory security and uh, technology uh, concerns. Complex regulations. Now, with data opening up and with different types of currencies coming up, I mean, complex regulations have been identified as a significant barrier by 40% of the respondents. Specific countries were cited as the top barrier to progress was France with 47%, Singapore, 45%, and Germany at 44%. Security- Again, another table stakes type of barrier, definitely security was increased. The risk, the security risk was increased and also was identified specifically in the U.S. as a top barrier, but also followed the, very closely with Hong Kong and the UNE. All of them are at 40%. And legacy systems, which is another barrier to banks because they're not competing with fintechs, as well as big techs that are both born in technology. The fintechs are born with complete modern technology stack and the big techs have the knowledge and the know-how and the funds to actually adapt new technology. So they're really kind of stuck in the middle with a lot of legacy systems. And that was um, specifically in the UK, 48% of those respondents cited technology technology as a
0: barrier. Let's round up now, we've covered a lot of areas. Is there anything else in the report that leaps out at you? As we said in the beginning, Robin, the, the things
1: that stood out and and was unanimous to all participants, and and a lot of them said that were, I would I would highlight the organisation purpose, and I think that COVID has driven a lot of that. We as a company are investing more in it, have much more awareness to it. Our uh, top executives, starting from our Simon Perez, the CEO. And Sharon Dothry, our uh, chief people and places officer, are, uh, as well as the other executives and the rest of the company, are investing a lot of attention in in how to help communities, how to better serve the communities. So I would. We started with talking about that, and I would end probably with talking about our commitment to uh, a social responsibility.
0: Ali Rosner, chief product and technology officer of Finastra, thank you very much.